Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for January 29th, 2019. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. So I have posted one new video to my blog. It is Asuka defending the um, SmackDown Women's Championship versus Becky Lynch from Sunday's Royal Rumble show. I did not post the actual Royal Rumble match. I could, but it's a bit of a slog. It's very long. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But this uh, match, Asuka versus Becky Lynch, is well worth watching. It is. It was the best match on the show without any question. And, um, you know, it's interesting. Asuka was featured uh, in a segment on last week's uh, This Week in the WWE. And she said on that uh, segment that her goal is to create high-quality matches. You know, she wants to steal the show. That's how she is. And, you know, last night, she succeeded in spades, okay? Uh, You know, it's great to have, and it's also good to have a great opponent like Becky. Now, the opponent doesn't have to be as good as Becky because that's how good Asuka is, but it didn't hurt. Now, of course, uh, the only problem with this match is it kicked off the show, and by the time the show ended, like five hours later... Uh, I think many fans forgot how good the match this match was. Now, I don't want to go into detail because I want you to watch the match, uh, but both Asuka and Becky were great. They beat the crap out of each other, and as the match progressed, they picked up the pace. They even got out of each other's finishers, right? So uh, the Asuka won the match when she uh, bridged out of her Asuka lock into a neck crank. At least that's what it looked like to me. It might have been something else. So, and, you know, she'd never done that move before, you know. So that's the thing you have to remember about Asuka is she has so many tools in her toolbox. You just never know when she will bust out a new move. So it's a great match, and I highly suggest that you check it out. Now, of course, you probably already know what happened later in the show where um, uh, Becky Lynch invaded the Royal Rumble, so to speak, and... Um, invaded the Royal Rumble. Now, I didn't post the Royal Rumble match on my blog. I could have done that, but I just didn't like the match very much. It was too, it was very long, and it was, you know, just kind of blah uh, for the most part. There were a couple of times where it picked up. So what was the problem with the match? Okay, so if you remember last year's uh, Women's Royal Rumble, okay, the match started with Becky Lynch and... Sasha Banks. And I think on that kind of match, where it's going to be an hour-long match, it's very important that you have two of your best wrestlers in at the beginning so the match can gain some momentum. That way, if you have a a weak part or something like that, it doesn't matter so much because, uh, you know, wrestlers who are as good as as, uh, Becky and... um, and uh, Sasha are able to pick up the slack. And then you have other wrestlers who are really good coming in. You don't worry so much about it. Now, so uh, one thing you, uh, I want to point out about this match is there were no old-timers on this match. They did all that last year, and they decided not to do it this year. But they did have uh, several NXT wrestlers show up. Okay, so the problem with this match, this year's match, is they started it with Lacey Evans and Natalia. Okay, and that's one of the reasons why the early part of the match was a slog because they're not that good. Okay, Lacey is is inexperienced. 
I mean, I understand why they decided to do that with her, right? Because they want her to talk, okay? And they think that's her strong point. And when people hear her talk, she'll get over. They're wrong, okay? She's not good enough. She'll never be good enough. Her whole gimmick is contrived, okay? What they like is her background where she's a former Marine and all that kind of nonsense, which I have no problem with. If she was a good wrestler, but she's not. She has improved a bit, but not that much. And the problem with Natty is she just hasn't gotten any better than she was 10 years ago. She's okay, but you can't expect two of your mid-card women wrestlers, or even in Lacey, she's probably lower than that, to carry a match like that. You can't. So the match was pretty blah and sluggish. The one who uh, kind of picked it up was Nikki Cross. And, and in fact, uh, the, the uh, backstage, they were very surprised about the reaction she got when she came out. It was very positive. And this is the thing about Nikki Cross. They say, oh, they didn't bring her up with sanity. Well, she doesn't need them, okay? She is one of those wrestlers who's good enough to get over by herself. And it doesn't even matter what gimmick you give her. They've given her a gimmick where she's nuts, okay? But she's not really nuts, okay? She's a tremendous performer. And so it picked up when she came out, when she came out. And then it even picked up even more when Kyrie Sane came out. And Kyrie Sane, Kyrie had a, a, a very amusing uh, trait of uh, uh, chops with Charlotte. And, and this is one of the reasons fans love Kyrie. It's not so much, it's not only that she's cute and adorable, it's that she's a badass, okay? She's a cute and adorable badass. So she uh, had a trait of chops. She got in her, her stuff, like her flying kabuki elbow and, uh, uh, you know, the elbow drop. So, I mean, she wasn't going to win. But what she did do is she brought a lot of energy to the match that it, it was lacking, okay? And then later on, they had Yo Shirai come in. And she added the same kind of energy. And that's what the match needed. And because they started it with two wrestlers who aren't very good, it didn't have that kind of, the kind of energy that it needed. Now there's some other NXT wrestlers bought, brought in, like Candice LeRae, for example. And uh, I would I, I, somebody asked me about Shayna Baszler, but I think they want to keep Shayna away from any of the horsewomen for now. So that's why she wasn't on there. But I wouldn't have had a problem, for example, with Mia Yim being uh, involved in this match. You know, I, I would, they did Rhea Ripley from the NXT UK brand. She was involved in this. I don't know why Tony Storm wasn't there, unless there was some specific reason for it. But uh, at, the end of the, at the end of the match, um, basically what it came down to is Lana was supposed to come out number 28. Okay, and she got, quote, injured earlier in the night when she was uh, uh, seconding um, her husband, Rusev, okay? So she hurt her ankle. It's a phony injury, folks, believe me. So what they did is they have Becky come out and she told Fit Finley, who was out there checking on Lana, she told Fit Finley she wanted to be in the match. 
So it's kind of what I expected. I expected uh, Becky to lose to Asuka and then find her way into the Royal Rumble. I didn't know exactly how they would do that, but I didn't know, obviously, that they were going to do an injury angle with Lana. So then you have left uh, Becky, um, Charlotte Flair, and Nia Jax. So I knew Becky was probably going to win, so how the hell do you get rid of Nia Jax? Well, they did get rid of Nia Jax, but then Nia, uh, being you know, a heel, she tried to injure Becky, okay, but it didn't really work. They, they, they kind of made it look like Becky hurt her knee. I don't think she really did. And so she ended up winning the Royal Rumble, as I kind of predicted. Um, like I said, the, the match is, is uh, the video is up on Daily Motion, uh, whereas we're normally where I find these matches, but I would not ask you to sit through that, okay? It's just not very good for the most part. Okay, it's too long. It's like over an hour, right? No, thank you. I wouldn't want to sit through it again. I'm not going to. Okay, now the other women's matches on the show, uh, basically you had, um, basically you had uh, uh, Ronda Rousey and uh, uh, Sasha Banks. And that was a pretty good match. Uh, Ronda won as I expected. Um, you know, uh, there's talk now, of course, that she might take some time off after WrestleMania. Now, on last night's Raw, they had Becky come out and, of course, challenge her to a match at WrestleMania, and they're likely going to do that as the main event at WrestleMania. So uh, that didn't particularly surprise me. Uh, kind of expected it. Now, the one thing that was kind of a surprise on the show was at the end of the Men's Royal Rumble, uh, Nia Jax came out and ambushed R-Truth in the 30th spot, and then she decided to participate with the men. Now, we haven't seen intergender wrestling for a long time in the WWE. And apparently the decision has been made to start doing it again based on the fact that fans were upset that uh, men and women couldn't wrestle each other in the mixed match challenge. Um, uh, my, I don't have a particular problem with intergen intergender wrestling, but the WWE will never do it properly. They'll never do it properly, okay? When they did it with China years ago, they didn't do it properly. They'll do it, it'll be worse with Nia Jax because for one thing, Nia can't wrestle, okay? Her whole shtick is based on her size, okay? She came out again last night and kind of, you know, did a number on Dean Ambrose who apparently is leaving the company. So I don't want to see Nia Jax in an or Tamina in an intergender match because they're not good enough to do anything. They're not good enough to be in women's matches, okay? The way to do this, I mean, there are women on the roster who are highly experienced at intergender matches, like Candice LeRae. Mia Yim is another one. And the most obvious one, the most obvious one, I mean, oh, I forgot, uh, uh, Kyrie Sane and uh, Yo Shirai did intergender matches on uh, uh, Lucha Underground, okay? But the most obvious one, and probably the only one who can really do a good job, is Asuka. And just go on YouTube. There's plenty of matches of her wrestling men in Japan, most significantly Minoru Suzuki. And they're good matches. You know, the fact that she's a girl doesn't make any difference. She knows how to do it. So if you were to say to me that they would do uh, something like Asuka versus, let's say, uh, um, uh, what's his name? Drew. Yeah. 
um, like uh, Matt Riddle would be a good opponent for her, for example, or, or uh, the, the guy's on 205 Live drew something. I've forgotten his name. She's really good friends with him. Okay, so that would be a great match. Other than that, I, I know they won't do it properly, so I don't really want to see it. Okay, I that's just uh, they have to show me that they can do it properly instead of do it as a snarky gag. Okay, that's what they have to show me. Using Nia Jax isn't going to show me that. Using somebody who's really good against somebody who's a guy who's equally good, uh, like Asuka, that's different. Okay. Anyway, that's uh, that's about it as far as uh, the Royal Rumble and everything. Now. Uh, again, uh, check out the video of Oscar versus Becky Lynch on my blog. I have one UFC fight announcement uh, to announce. Um, Nolan King of Flow Combat reported uh, the other day that Jillian Robertson versus Veronica Macedo has been added to UFC on ESPN3 February 23rd at the O2 Arena in Prague, Czech Republic. This fight will be at flyweight. Jillian is 23 years old. She's from Niagara Falls, Ontario. She trains with Dean Thomas at American Top Team in Florida. Her record is 5-4 and four and 2-1 and one in the UFC. <laughs> Boy, did she mess up in her last fight. She was beating uh, Myra Buenasilva when, with seconds remaining in round one, Jillian got caught in an armbar and tapped out. There's five seconds left in the round. Myra blew out her knee, so Jillian would have won the fight if she had survived the round. Myra was not going to be able to continue. I mean, she's had, I think she's had knee surgery. Hopefully, Jillian learns from her mistakes. Now, I like Jillian because she likes to finish fights. I also like Dean Thomas as a coach. But, you know, everybody makes mistakes. Veronica is 23 years old from Caracas, Venezuela, but she lives in Paris. She seems to train at various places in Europe. I've seen Pictures of her at all kinds of dojos. Now, her record is 5-2-1 and 0-2 in the UFC. She came to the UFC as a late replacement uh, back in 2016. She didn't look, hasn't looked good in either of her fights. She's also been injured a couple of times. She was supposed to fight in November, and she dropped out due to injury. At least she's attractive, so maybe this isn't her last chance. But I like Jillian in that match. Okay? All right, that's about it. For this podcast, again, don't forget to check out the Asuka versus Becky video on my blog. It's outstanding, frankp316.blogspot.com. I'll be back later this week, uh, possibly Thursday or Friday. Uh, Yoshirai and uh, Kyrie are appearing on this week's episode of NXT, and there is a UFC show this week in Brazil. Uh, likely Friday will be the day I do it, unless there's something, a lot of stuff going on. So, uh, again, if you want to leave a voice message on my podcast, you can do so uh, on Anchor's voice messaging system, and I'll be happy to answer any questions you might have. And if you want to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at uh, Google Play Music, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.